This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Kia ora koutou katoa, kua huhi mai nei, mō tēnei o tato. My name is Peter Barron and I am the radio pharmacist and I'm here on OAR 105.4 FM every week. Over the next half hour, we will talk about how and why and when to use medicines and other matters concerning your health. If you missed the show or wish to listen to today's show or previous shows, these are available on podcast. I'm always happy to talk about any specific issues or questions that you have, and you can contact me at The Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or on my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. Norida, no mai, haere mai, and let's get started. And kia ora koutou katoa, kuhuhi mainei, mō tēnei rangi ātauhua o tātou. Welcome on this uh, this beautiful um, late autumn day, heading into the uh, first days of winter very shortly. Uh, I noticed in the weather forecast that we're probably fairly lucky that we haven't had any snow yet. It's uh, We've had that cold blast come through, and I think there's another one heading our way um, later this week. But uh, quite unusual that we haven't had um, perhaps a significant dump of snow uh, before the uh, the end of May. Skifield certainly will be hoping that one comes along shortly with the borders having reopened and uh, the first flights going back into Queenstown. So folks, I hope you uh, enjoyed uh, the last three weeks with my sister Wendy. She's now safely ensconced back in, uh, in northern Iraq where she lives at the moment. Uh, back doing her humanitarian work there. Um, I hope you did enjoy the discussions, and um, if they were controversial, they were designed to be controversial. Um, we we live in very controversial times. I don't think any of us could have possibly imagined, um, A, that we would be to coming three years into a um, COVID epidemic, and that we'd have a, a war in Europe again, one that's so devastating. Um, and yeah, it's just having implications for all of us. It's going to have ongoing implications in terms of fuel costs, in terms of our food costs. Um, you know, we're looking at, I was just listening to a program before, not only uh, is it unlikely that the Ukrainians are going to be able to um, a harvest be replant and see ship uh, their goods, and they do produce a huge amount of the world's grain uh, and uh, cooking oils. But the same situation applies to Russia. Russia is also a very big producer, and uh, with the way Russia is going and with the um, becoming basically an international pariah, uh, it's going to have a, a long uh, long-term effect um, on our, all of our communities, let alone the, just the disaster that's happening in Ukraine and the absolute stupidity and folly of that situation. So let's turn to uh, to our normal topic. It <laughs> uh, doesn't want to go away. Um, we've still got COVID and it's being joined by influenza and being joined by measles. And I've sort of headed up to today's show the the winter trifecta that none of us want to get if you're a betting person. So there's uh, not only have we still got stubbornly high rates of COVID and the latest projections show that um, it's going to be with us certainly probably for the rest of the year at least 
and we probably should expect to see um, perhaps a significant upswing within the next couple of months going through perhaps August, September. Um, what's very disappointing, as I said last week, is we've still got about a million New Zealanders who are entitled to have their boosters and haven't bothered. Um, they clearly uh, don't seem to understand the risk if you're one of those people. You don't seem to have a proper appreciation of the risks that you're putting yourself and if it's not so much your own health you're concerned about, then the health of your family, your partner, your parents, your grandparents, your children, your community, your workplace, your schoolmates, whatever. Um, this is still a serious illness. We're starting to get to grips with the, what we're calling long COVID because we haven't been able to define it yet. So that's the first part of the trifecta you don't want to get. The second part of the trifecta is influenza and particularly influenza A. And uh, Dunedin's turning out to be a real hot spot. Um, the influenza cases, particularly through the student population, are going through the roof. I noticed that in Queensland and Australia last year, the, the oh, sorry, last night, the state government is so concerned about the uh, potential for the upsurge in influenza A cases and the consequence for their health system that they've now moved to make in Australia in Queensland influenza vaccination free for everybody um, so just remember in New Zealand please that um, if you're over 65 if you've got certain health conditions uh, and that's basically any of the ones that involve your heart your lungs your blood pressure system your respiratory system uh, if you're immune compromised in any way um, if you're suffering from cancer or any of those types of things then you are eligible to have a free um, influenza vaccination. Uh, if you're not eligible for that, then they're not very expensive. You can come into a pharmacy. Um, they're going to cost you in the vicinity of sort of probably the range around about $30, $35. You can go to your GP, and I think they're about the same sort of price. So if you haven't had influenza vaccinations in the past, Really good idea to think about getting it this year because we do know that the combination of COVID and influenza is a particularly risky combination. What we also know is that with the easing of, uh, with the opening of our borders, then we're going to get influenza. We are getting influenza across the border along with COVID across the border. COVID is now uh, right through our community. Uh, the latest es estimate from the epidemiologists is that probably two, perhaps as many as four million New Zealanders may have had COVID. Now, just because you've had COVID, don't fall into the trap of believing that that's going to give you protection. Because what's becoming very clear is whilst that might have been the case with the earlier variants and with Delta, what's becoming very clear from the evidence that I've seen is that if you've had an Omicron infection, that's no guarantee that you're not going to get one of the other Omicron variants or one of the new variants. And remember that what you're effectively doing if you're not vaccinated is you are selecting for new variants because if you get the infection, the purpose of the virus is to multiply in your body. It's very keen to survive, develop new variants so that it becomes the dominant strain. So if you're listening to me today and you haven't had your booster, then please, please, please 
Um, plenty of pharmacies. Uh, if you can't get into your GP, plenty of pharmacies doing walk-ins. We're doing walk-ins. Um, we're supposed to have one today. Uh, unfortunately, young lady's car got stolen, so she wasn't able to come in for that injection. One of the other disturbing things I heard yesterday, I was uh, busy giving a young lady who was pregnant her influenza vaccination, and I asked about her booster because I could see on the immunisation records the fact that she hadn't had a booster. And she told me something very disturbing. She said that... uh, her and a couple of her colleagues who are also pregnant had been advised by their midwife not to have the booster while they're pregnant. Well, that, quite frankly, is very, very, very bad advice. It's advice that midwives shouldn't be giving. It's advice that any health professional shouldn't be giving unless you've got real particular concerns. If you've had a, if you've had a history of myocarditis or pericarditis or you've had a, an adverse reaction, then that's fine. But the evidence is abundantly clear that um, not being vaccinated or not having a full course of vaccination during pregnancy means that both you and your baby are about three times the risk of getting a severe illness. And that's not what uh, our pregnant mums want. It's not what you want for your babies. So, as I said, I find it very disconcerting that we still have health professionals out there who are not dealing in the science. Um, We know there's a group of people who are anti-vax, and frankly, I mean, they're entitled to their view. They're entitled to ignore the science. But um, the very clear message uh, from every source that I've uh, read, I spoke to the Immunisation Advisory Centre again yesterday just to clarify that, and the very clear message is that if you're pregnant and you haven't had your three COVID uh, vaccinations, then you certainly need to get them if you want to protect yourself and your baby. So that's some, I hope, some sage advice. The other real concern, and I talk about the trifecta, so we've spoken about the trifecta of COVID, is the first leg of that those illnesses, then influenza, and then most importantly, probably the most contagious and the sense dangerous of a lot of them is measles. So uh, we've got a cohort of people who haven't had their measles vaccine, who've, who missed out. There was a, some concern expressed by some people in the community about oh, a decade, 15 years ago, might be two decades ago, about the possibility that the measles vaccine, the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine, which is a combination MMR, may be leading to autism. Now, that idea has been totally, thoroughly debunked. But it, what it did mean is there was a cohort of people who didn't get their automatic MMR injections when they were born. And it's interesting, I had a young man in yesterday who came in for his influenza vaccination. And I just happened to be talking to him, as I do with uh, when I'm vaccinating, talking to him about MMR. And he said, oh, yes, I've been meaning to get that. He said, I had my first one. But then he said, I was part of that cohort who um, our parents were reluctant for us to have the second one. He said, I've been meaning to have that for some time. So I was able to give him the MMR vaccine at the same time. So you can have all three. There's nothing wrong with having all three at once. Uh, we're not going to put them in the same spot in the same arm. We'll, we'll rotate them around. But you can have COVID. You can have your COVID booster. 
you can have your influenza and you can have your MMR all at the same time. The only exception for MMR is that because it's a live vaccine, we can't give uh, the live vaccine during pregnancy. Um, but what will happen if uh, if we've got uh, mums out there that are pregnant and haven't had their MMRs, then they'll be able to get the catch-up injections after their baby is born and at the same time that their baby's getting their injection. Now, one of the... Uh, so most people who were, were born in New Zealand will have had MMR. Um, if you were born before the 30th of January 1969, then you don't need to worry about it. Uh, I'm in that age group, and we were all regarded as having caught measles as part of growing up. Um, it was just endemic, and we all caught it. So it gives you lifelong immunity. So there's not an issue about uh, needing to be revaccinated, provided you've either had measles or you've had your two MMRs. So, but the, the the other group of concern is if um, if you're listening to us and you weren't born in New Zealand, or you don't know your MMR status, then the simple thing is come and get uh, two shots of MMR. We give it to you four weeks apart. If you've had it already, it's not going to cause a problem. It's free. It's free to absolutely everybody. There's no concern about uh, if you just um, if you're living in New Zealand. Doesn't matter what your visa status is. The the vaccination the vaccination is free. So if you've got colleagues at work or colleagues at school who um, have immigrated to New Zealand, and uh, if you're able to have a discussion with them around whether they know whether they've had uh, measles, mumps, rubella injections, then Please have that discussion with them. If they're at all uncertain, then just suggest to them they pop into a vaccinating pharmacy or see their GP and we will be able to give those vaccinations for you. So that's just talking again about that trifecta that we do not want. Our health system is already under incredible pressure. As we come into winter, we do not want to increase that pressure. We know that in a a normal influenza season, that by itself is going to put huge stress on our hospital systems and our health systems. If we add in COVID and we add in measles, then we're heading to a train wreck and we don't want to have that train wreck. And we certainly don't want our workforce, our health workforce going down and everybody else going down with those illnesses. So folks, I my plea to you, please, if you haven't had your any of your COVID shots or if you haven't had your COVID booster, then either go online and make a booking or you'll find that most of the pharmacies will take walk-in, uh, walk-in people. So you can walk in and get your vaccination anytime. Uh, if you haven't had your influenza, then please do the same. Come in and get it. If you're over 65 or if you're Māori or Pacifica and you're over 55, if you have any chronic health conditions, including asthma, if you have been prescribed a preventer inhaler, so if you have a, something like a Symbicort or something like that, uh, any of the purple inhalers, even if you don't use them, just come and tell your pharmacy that and we'll be able to give you that influenza vaccination for free. A lot of workplaces are offering uh, are offering free vouchers. And all you have to do if your workplace, I know companies like Farmers and Countdown and many other companies are actually offering free vouchers to all of their staff. 
So once again, the plea is please make sure you get that vaccination. And last but not least, I said the third part of that trifecta, which we don't want to get, is a measles outbreak. So if you're not certain about your MMR vaccination status, uh, please come in and see us and we can do that and we can do them all at once at the same time for you. So folks, uh, let's go to a little bit of a uh, promo here and then we'll have a bit of music and you'll be back with me, the Radio Pharmacist, in a few moments. The Radio Pharmacist, sharing tips and practical advice on the management of a range of healthcare matters every Tuesday at noon on ORFM Dunedin. Taking the time to explore some of the bigger issues around health and well-being in simple, easy language we can all understand. The Radio Pharmacist, bold, innovative, sometimes controversial, and not afraid to tell it as it is. Tune in Tuesdays at noon on 105.4 FM and 15.75am or online at oar.org.nz. That's The Radio Pharmacist, every week on Tuesdays at noon.
And kia ora and welcome back. You're with Peter Barron, the radio pharmacist. Remember, if you missed today's show or you want to listen to some of my pearls of wisdom or otherwise, you can always do that by listening to the podcast at oar.org.nz or you can go to my website, the radio pharmacist, radiopharmacist.co.nz, click on podcast in both cases, type in radio pharmacist and select the show that you want to listen to. The other key things we're talking about this uh, winter trifecta of illnesses, um, the new norm has become that uh, certainly in our workplace we've got to wear masks the whole time. As health professionals, we've got used to wearing them. I'd strongly urge you, please wear your masks. If you're uh, in a close space at all, uh, if you're close to other people, then the smart thing to do if you want to avoid any of these illnesses, apart from getting your vaccinations, is to make sure that you're masking, that you're sanitising, that you're maintaining your social distancing. Um, if we don't do that, then we're going to get back to the situation of epidemics and pandemics. I just see there's a news release come through from the government that we're going to be staying in the orange uh, traffic light system till at least late June. Um the reasons for that is that certainly in the northern region, we're seeing an increase again, slight increase in uh, COVID cases. Uh, we're seeing a slight increase in uh, hospitalizations, and there we're seeing certainly an increase in influenza, etc. So we're going to be in uh, orange until at least late June, and the government, I think, is sort of saying to us that don't expect to go back to green during the winter. But that's all going to be dependent upon us all exercising our individual responsibility and care to both ourselves and our community. And as I said, I just gobsmacked that there's still a million people out there that haven't bothered to go and have their booster for whatever whatever reason. Uh, The other thing that you can do to help yourself is sort of uh, look after yourself in terms of your health, particularly coming through the winter. I certainly, in my case, I take uh, supplemental vitamin D every day. I take supplemental vitamin C every day. Both uh, have a um, have a plenty of evidence around the place helping our immune function uh, and helping keep us helping keep us well. Um, remember, of course, I've spoken about vitamin D before. I was rather disturbed to see a senior uh, medical practitioner on a recent program suggesting that one of the reasons people weren't getting their vitamin D is they weren't going outside uh, for their lunch breaks. Now, that may be the case, but if you live in New Zealand, if you live south of Auckland or south, so from about 36 degrees south, then this time of the year, uh, you're not going to make any vitamin D, no matter how much time you're out in the sun. It's, It's very simple, as I've explained before. In order to, for us to make vitamin D, you need to get uh, a particular length of ultraviolet light. And that, because of the sun angle, so the way the Earth sits in relationship to the sun, in the southern hemisphere, if we live below 36 degrees of latitude south, then from about late March, early April through to late August, early September, the angle at which those UVB rays hit the atmosphere is such that they simply bounce off and therefore you can't synthesise any vitamin D. So your only choice for vitamin D is to take some supplements. So that's a, a little tip um, that that might help you. So if anybody's saying to you, uh, you don't need to supplement, and then I do believe you do. You can get vitamin D supplements from your doctor if you're seeing your GP 
then ask your GP to prescribe some for you. They can prescribe you a three-month prescription of vitamin D capsules, and that will certainly help. Um, certainly recommend, and we see most older people are now getting supplemental vitamin D. Uh, if I had my way, everybody would be getting supplemental vitamin D. It's sort of, a, a, in my mind, some of the cheapest, cheapest health insurance you can buy. Um, there was some early concern, because it's a fat-soluble vitamin, that it might get stored and there might be some issues. But that's, uh, once again, it's one of those uh, hypotheticals that I don't think's ever been witnessed. You'd have to take enormous doses of vitamin C every day to get to the point that it was going to cause you a problem. So, folks, look, we're, uh, we're out of time. Um, so I hope you enjoy your week. And as I said, just to finalise, if you haven't had your COVID booster, if you haven't had your influenza vaccine, if you don't know your MMR status, then please do us all a favour and come and get it. You can come into vaccinating pharmacies or you can go to your GP and get those vaccinations. So folks, look, we're out of time. So thanks for listening today and I look forward to talking to you again next week. Norida, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Well, folks, all good things must come to an end, and we are out of time for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope that you found today's kōrero useful. If you have a question for me or a subject you would like me to discuss on the show, please message me on the Radio Pharmacist on Facebook or at my website at radiopharmacist.co.nz. If you missed today's show or previous shows, they are available on podcast at oar.org.nz. This is Peter Barron, the Radio Pharmacist, signing off OAR 105.4 FM for today. So until next Tuesday at noon, Kakiti Anō. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.